When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Waugh are you? I'm an 11 out of 10, and the literal translation of Roa is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar, and my guess is the book on Patrick Waugh would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Welcome. Come on inside. Yeah, we're in South Florida <clears throat> for now, and um, we're ready to have fun for the next two hours. It is episode number 851 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Very excited today. We teed this up yesterday a little bit. And we're going to tee it up again today. Uh, hour one, Justin Dunk, Three Down Nation, Canadian Football League insider is going to be with us. And in hour two. The man who caught Dan Marino's last ever touchdown pass in the National Football League, Aronde Gadsden, is going to be with us. He's now on Dolphins Radio. He's an analyst. He's got a heck of a colorful career. He's top 15 all-time Dolphins receiving yards and receptions. Aronde Gadsden in hour two. And we're going to talk a little bit about, obviously, week four in the NFL. I think a little bit of South Florida weather, how he's holding up, how we're potentially holding up. And ready to have fun along with all the other NHL, CFL, NFL, junior hockey news that we do every day. Let's bring in the Moose now, Darren Moose DuPont. He is in the, uh, well, the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League. I think that's a lot safer than the actual Bermuda Triangle. Moose, how are things in your world? Tell me before we get into the quick six show topics here and, and really cut her loose. Yeah, they're going to be fantastic today. It's actually supposed to be 28 degrees and sunny here today. So I got my shorts on and I've got my Cocoa Beach coffee cup thinking about the uh, Florida East Coast. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Everybody's telling me how hot it is. So, woo-ha, as Rick Regan would say. (laughs) Can we hit the the quick six show horn, please, guys? And uh, thank you. I understand uh, there will be a lot of wind going on behind me, potentially rain. So here we... Here we fingers up, prayers up for the RP show host, okay? And as my brother right. once said, what he loves about this show is that anything can happen at any time. So here's hoping we stay safe. We're going to open with the National Hockey League. Sorry, I'm tripping all over my headphone plug here. Um, the Seattle Kraken are off to a 2-0 NHL preseason start. The Kraken knocked off the Edmonton Oilers 3-0 at Climb and Pledge Arena on Tuesday night. 
Sorry, the Oilers on Monday, and then Tuesday night, they beat the visiting Calgary Flames 3-0. Daniel Sprong and Jaden Schwartz scored second-period goals for the hosts, who outshot the Flames 35-25. Andrew Podorowski added an empty netter with 54 seconds to go in the third. Philip Grubauer and Magnus Helberg shared the shutout for Seattle. The Flames, with all due respect, played a bunch of no-names, so... They're going, you know, they're getting excited in Seattle, and well, they should. And and pay attention, Moose, because I want your take on this. Over in Winnipeg, Daniel Torgerson scored twice, and Kyle Connor had a goal and two helpers as the Winnipeg Jets beat the visiting Ottawa Senators 5-3. Sens iced the lineup without many stars, including Cam Talbot, Brady Kachuk, and Tim Stutzla. Rick Bonus, the head coach of the Jets, saying afterwards, and I quote. I'll never complain about a win, but listen, there's a lot of work to be done here. I thought we started to skate better in the third, but no, I'm not happy with it at all. We'll go to all the other NHL results in a minute, but I want your take on the coach, Rick Bonus, saying that. I wonder if people understand. I completely understand what he's saying. You understand what he's saying, but I think there's probably a lot of Jets fans that left the rink excited that they won and then saw the coach's comments and like, why, why is he upset? What do you think about that? Yeah, it's about the process, and and Rick is looking forward. He's not. He's with us. He's not worried about wins and losses in the preseason. He needs to make sure the process is there. And if this team's not working hard enough and doing the right things, it's going to catch up with them when they drop the puck for real and play against the real NHL stars. When teams start icing their number one lineups, you mentioned the players won yesterday in that you know Jets uh, versus the management and coaches battle. That they won. Well, Rick Bonus is the one opportunity to try and clean this up and and maybe communicate with that team and change the culture. So he's trying to do that, and we'll see if he can accomplish it. Moose, I'm going to try and uh, keep my patience here. The uh, the viewers are already testing my patience, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. John Massey's watching in Edmonton, my frenemy, and he says, Rod, <clears throat> talk about how you said the Oilers are number one in the Pacific, but the Flames are the best team in the NHL. That makes zero sense. Okay, John, I'll slow it down for you. Uh, Do you guys want to put captions on the screen? I don't know. I said the Oilers will finish first in the Pacific Division. I said the Flames are the number one team right now. I'm talking about what's going to happen next April in terms of the standings versus who's the best team right now. The Calgary Flames made the changes. They got rid of two guys who didn't want to be there and Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. They added a guy with a Stanley Cup ring and Nazem Kadri. They added Jonathan Huberdeau, who clearly his time here in South Florida had expired, but he's still on. He was an all-star last year. I understand Gaudreau was too. Mackenzie Weger on the back end. The Flames got a heck of a lot better. Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk let them down in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year against Edmonton. This lineup would probably beat the Edmonton Oilers. So again, John, I'm saying right now, before we even drop the puck in the regular season, the Flames are the best team in the NHL right now because they've made the changes, they've got grit, and they got rid of two guys who didn't want to be there. But the Edmonton Oilers could still finish first place. We're talking about something nine months from now, dude. Nine months. There's the difference. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Please and thank you. And boy, did that get a heck of a lot of reaction, Moose, which really is what we're in it for here, the reaction business. Elsewhere in the NHL Tuesday night, the Boston. And thank you, John, by the way, because everybody's entertained. And that's what we're here for. Boston beat the New York Rangers 3-2 in overtime. I watched that game on the NHL Network. A.J. Greer scored the winner. 
The Carolina Hurricanes spanked the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-1. Detroit's down Pittsburgh 6-2. Devils over the Islanders 4-1. Sabres knocked off Philly 2-1. By the way, Moose, I don't have uh, the keys to TSN SportsCenter. Are they showing the highlights of all these games? How much time are they spending on TSN and SportsNet, for that matter, on the NHL preseason? Quite a bit, especially at this time earlier in the week when the NFL's in the rearview window for the week. Yeah, they're spending some time on it. Okay, good. As are we. How about this one? Dallas beats Arizona 4-3 in overtime. I'm looking up, trying to find the score sheet, okay? And what I'm, so I click on the chat on the score app. and like, the game was in Tulsa, so we don't have a score sheet. We don't have any live play-by-play. I'm like, it's 2022, bro. What, Tulsa? Do they have the internet? The World Wide Web in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that I can at least get a score sheet and find out who scored the winning goal for the Dallas Stars over the Arizona Coyotes. It was, incidentally, Mason Marchment. Come on, Darren. What do you think? They're making it seem making it seem like it's Slave Lake, Alberta, or you know, the (laughs) middle of nowhere when you're in the cold, freezing rink and you got to put on three extra layers just to get into the hockey rink and there's not a telephone line in there to do the hockey game, let alone an internet connection. This is Tulsa, man. I don't know the population of Tulsa, but I think it's in the six figures, is it not? I mean, Tulsa's a Can somebody big get center. on that? Can we go to the big board and get the population of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they don't have the internet yet? You know, the interesting thing is 402,000 yes. people, so maybe they maybe they don't. Thank you, Producer Clark. 402,000 people in Tulsa. How do they survive without the Internet? My God, they could have a storm coming. They wouldn't even know. St. Louis beat Spicy. Chicago 4-1. Minnesota down Colorado 5-2. And the San Jose Sharks knocked off Anaheim 5-4. And by the way, Mason McTavish did not play for the Ducks in that game because they had the score sheet because they didn't play in Tulsa. Can the Ducks people that are listening text me and tell me why Mason McTavish didn't play for the Ducks last night? Please and thank you. To point two, Aaron Judge walked four times and stayed at 60 home runs, one shy of Roger Maris's American League record, as the New York Yankees clinched the AL East title by beating the Blue Jays 5-2. Dun, 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 dun. It was the first time since 2019 the Yankees have won the uh, pennant. Meanwhile, Ronald Acuna Jr., Hit two solo home runs, and Atlanta beat Washington 8-2, extending their winning streak to four games and moving into a tie for first place in the NL East with the New York Mets. So that's the benefit for our Atlanta viewers, which, by the way, not saying, but just saying, Director Jordan, when's he back? Because we didn't have the podcast up quickly, and I've got WQEE Atlanta up my ass saying, where's the podcast? Our listeners want to know where it is. When's Jordan back? That's his deal, right? Yeah, tomorrow. He's okay. back tomorrow. We'll be safe. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I was just saying it for a fact. But I just want the people to know that Atlanta is on it. They're on it. What did I say yesterday? This has been massive for us, being on the radio in Atlanta. And you skip a day, a day behind, they know. LFG. It reminds me, reminds me when I was the religious programming coordinator for CFSL Radio in Weyburn. I didn't take the job that seriously. The uh, religious programming used to come in on tapes, on reels. That's how old I am. 
And I'm like, ah, I lost track of last week's show. And, you know, I'll put this one on from two weeks ago. Who's going to know? <laughs> they knew. <laughs> 30 seconds yeah. into there's the phone's ringing. 30 seconds in on a Sunday morning. Where is that? That's this is last week's show you're running. That's what's happening in Atlanta. I'm not saying I'm an evangelist. I'm just saying. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service, plus online ordering options, is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Got some time here to get into the Canadian Football League. By the way, did I mention a Ronde Gadsden coming up an hour two, the man who caught Dan Marino's last touchdown pass ever? By the way, Aronde's first ever reception in the National Football League went for a touchdown. This guy gets up in the morning and pisses excellence, Moose. It's the sense that I get from him. So he's going to be with us an hour or two. I want your take on this. Uh, point three, Craig Dickinson came out yesterday. I think we've all uh, explained to the viewers our affection for Craig Dickinson, both yours and mine. We both know him personally. He's a great guy. Said he was misquoted. Uh, in saying that, let's be honest, we're not very good. Um, I saw the quote where he said that. I saw that was tweeted by somebody that was at his scrum at Rough Rider practice on Tuesday, and then I saw Three Down Nation go, um, here's the clip. No, he wasn't misquoted. If anything, this is a little bit of a dicey uh, thing that you got to be around the media business a little bit to understand what Three Down did. Did they isolate the clip and blow it up? Absismurfly. Did they misquote him? Not on your life. As Bo Levi Mitchell would say, not an effing chance. <laughs> you were there when he said it. <laughs> um, so what do you think went into Craig Dickinson saying he was misquoted because he wasn't? And I support Craig, and I've supported him ever since he said it because the Riders aren't very good. They're the worst record in the CFL since the middle of July. Um, so that's my take. Um, stand by it. You, know, you said it. Stand by it. He must have got his knuckles yeah. wrapped by somebody. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you got to stand by it. But at the same time, I'm a big believer in intention and, you know, intent over words, right? So you take these actual words out. And I think what Craig maybe is meaning here, and again, I'm putting words in his mouth, but that wasn't the intent. If you listen to the whole thing yeah. of what I said, it wasn't here to tell everybody about how bad our team was. It's more about, hey, we're not playing very good right now, but, right? You forgot about the butt. You forgot about the intent of what I'm saying. But in this business, when you say things, they're going to get taken and they're going to get published. And we're not going to take all the time to listen to the context. So we do have to be careful with our words in this business, too. Uh, we do. But I will tell you this as I'm looking at you right now. I listened to that interview three, four, five, six times because I transcribed what Dickinson said and put it on rodpeterson.com. I sat in that chair right there out here on the line, eh? He wasn't misquoted. And he wasn't overly distraught or emotional. He wasn't. He was very Craig. <laughs> very measured, very level-headed. He's like, I'm just going to be honest with you. We're not very good. And then he went on to explain it. So was that his intent? Maybe, maybe not. I'm ready to move on from that, but um, uh, from John in Edmonton, I like this one. He says, thoughts on the Minnesota Wild selling jerseys with advertisements on it? Fans are not happy about it. John is the 
mayor of not happy fansville. He knows everywhere where the fans are ticked off. Um, I'll say it again. You don't like ads on the jerseys. You want to pay more for tickets? I don't think you do. Uh, And by the way, (laughs) when you get new jerseys, the fans want to buy the exact replica jersey. We all know this. I remember when the Rough Riders came up with those green lime. Remember those? You know the ones. The watermelon seeds on them and the wheat sheet. Yeah. And I'll never forget. (laughs) I'm calling the games. The guys come out for warm-up, and this was Dressler era chick. There were fans in their seats two hours or whatever, an hour before the game for the start of warm-up. Binoculars out, checking every stitch of those jerseys because they wanted to buy one as soon as possible, and they wanted one that looked exactly like the one John Chick was wearing, which I get. I'm all for it. So, again, the jerseys in the store, exactly what Kirill Kaprizov's wearing, that's what you want. So can we please stop bitching? Just so tired of it. Uh, Trust me, everybody's going... Nutso here about the bowl by Mitchell to Saskatchewan rumor. Um, and we will get there. This poll keeps popping up in front of me, and it's annoying. Jeremy Shackleton says, I'm not opposed to bowl Levi Mitchell quarterback one in Saskatchewan next year. Sometimes change is good. Oh, trust me, our next segment is going to spend a lot of time on this. And by the way, I see we're out of time for segment one. So stick around. We got that coming up. Hurricane Ian to talk about CFL power rankings. I want to talk about Connor Bedard not going to the U.S. division this year, and the fans are ticked down there. Should they be? It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, 24-hour sports radio, streaming at rodpeterson.com. And, of course, your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Calm so far here on the Atlantic coast of Florida and hoping that it stays that way. Prayers up to anybody affected by Hurricane Ian, which we'll get into in a moment. Oh, boy. Not that we necessarily touched a nerve here. We bring the moose back in. But John Kirby started something from Edmonton with the Minnesota Wild fans upset. The jerseys are being sold with patches on them. Jason and Redger says retail jerseys aren't typically sold with the extra patches on them. So I am surprised they're being sold. With the ads. Um, 
Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, do ticket prices go down when there are more ads? Could have fooled me. Back in the 80s when there were no ads on the boards, I could buy Jets tickets for $7. Yeah, and the players were playing for $20 an hour. The ticket prices aren't going to go down because there's ads on the jerseys, but they're not going to go up as much because of the ads on your jerseys. Do you guys understand business? I told you, Darren, I'm going to try and stay patient today, but they're testing (laughs) my patience. Trent in Norway says, Norway here. If the rider's brass is putting people under wraps, this isn't the riders I'm proud of. We need freedom to be honest and not forced to backtrack. How long has this been going on? Oh, oh. <laughs> what do I say to that? Now you're, now you're getting it. Yeah, um, yeah fi- finally people are starting to figure out what's going on there. Where do I go from here? By the way, I've had a lot of rants today. They're for Bronco plumbing, heating, and cooling all the time. That's the way Cam wants it. Once you just sponsor Rod's rant. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. And please, guys, you're watching there. Bronco, tell Cam we're talking about him today. Um, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the prairies and the state of California. Which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL this week? Sask at Winnipeg Friday, Ottawa at BC Friday, or Saturday, one of Montreal at Edmonton or Toronto at Calgary. I voted for Sask at Winnipeg. Huge game. Dan Clark's back. I've been talking to some of the riders' staff. They are, um, yeah, obviously looking forward to the game. Moose, I'm voting for Riders Bombers. Who are you voting for? Yeah, by a, by a hair, I'll go Riders Bombers. For me right now, the big interesting games are any game that involves Saskatchewan and any game that involves Hamilton. Because right now they're in the mm. battle for the final playoff spot, right? So you're watching Hamilton, you're watching Saskatchewan to see, you know, what'll happen there. Hamilton has a very favorable schedule down the stretch. Saskatchewan does not. Uh, so that's the poll. Clark, who's leading on Facebook? Do you have a sample size or a body of enough of a body, a sample size? <laughs> Banjo Bowl rematch is leading, but not by a ton. But Winnipeg Riders, that doesn't surprise me that it's leading at all. And my fourth point was the CFL power rankings, but I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not going to do CFL power rankings. We're going to talk about CFL quarterback carousel right now and as i said to you uh, on our morning call sometimes i think maybe we're talking more cfl than a lot of people would like but what the hey i'm enjoying it so let's continue talking about it everybody's talking about i want to tell you something i this is a traumatic experience clearly for bo levi mitchell and i think it's a traumatic experience for cody fajardo and the reason i know that as a certified mental health and recovery coaches, the definition of trauma is anything your brain can't process. I can't process what's going on right now. And I said this to you, how do you think Bo and Cody feel? Or for that matter, Dane Evans. He is soon to be net yesterday's news from what I understand. The guy took him to two Grey Cups. Bo, all-time leading passer, franchise legend. Uh, there's the door, Bo. And obviously Calgary has not Come to this conclusion easily. We've talked about that enough. They love Bo Levi Mitchell. Huff does. Dickey does. The staff does. That's what I get. But that 
you can't stop change necessarily. You can't stop progress. We hear that all the time. And you can't stop a snowball tumbling down the hill. I said it months ago, and here we are, Darren. I, so I guess my point, I'm not pushing this narrative. I'm not pushing it at all. But if you listen to my commentary this morning or read it at rodpeterson.com, I'm like, can you just, I just want to sit down on the edge of the stream here and think about it for a second. What happened? You know how old people, they sit down? It's not because they're tired. It's because yeah. they want to sit down and think for a second. What the hell's going on here? I can't believe it. So it's not me wagging the dog. This is just the messages that I'm getting from the insiders. And by now, people know who I'm talking about. So how do you feel about this quarterback carousel that's spinning already and we're not even out of the season yet? Yeah, and it's tough because, you know, you look at Cody. These guys aren't even that old, right? Dane's still a young quarterback. Just took them to two Grey Cups. You talked about that. This guy's supposed to be just entering into the prime of his career. You know, Bo, I get it. He's a little bit towards the end of his career, and he's on the other side of 30 and, and, and going that way, but still has something left in the tank. And, and same with Cody. So, I mean, it is. It's tough. It's a big shakeup, and it's hard to process because you don't think this day's ever going to come. You don't think it's ever going to happen. You're going to retire for Bo in, in Calgary and, and go on to be in their Hall of Fame and do all those things. He probably will be. He should be. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough adjustment because he's going to have to find a new home to play football in. And it looks like Cody and Dane Evans are going to have to do the same. Elam Wilson in the YouTube chat says, Bo Levi should go to Hamilton. They could really use a quarterback. They've been dying for a Grey Cup. Then send him this year. Jeff the Stamps fan says, this is traumatic for us fans, too. Seeing Bo on the sidelines is really hard. But this is how you stay relevant. Right? And Jeff says, Bo is the greatest stampeder of all time. That's why I think I'm ideally suited to host this show and talk about the things. These are painful things. We need to talk about them because if you suppress them and stuff them down, they're going to come out later and you're going to do crazy things. That's what happens with trauma and stress. And I'm certified in dealing with it. So we all need to sit here and talk about it. Uh, Now, from a football perspective, our COO, Lee, who spent 19 seasons working for the Stampeders, has texted me. He's like, why wouldn't the Stamp? I'm shaking my pink drink, by the way. <laughs> Ted and Redger says, did someone slip some caffeine pills in Rod's pink drink today? Love the chat. How um, about that? No. But this stuff gives you energy. You lose weight. It's the magic, it's the magic drink. I've lost 60 pounds on it. I feel great. I'm loving life. And if it's because of pink drink, what the heck? So Lee says, why wouldn't the Stampeders trade Bo Levi before the trade deadline and get something for him? Bo Levi to Sask and Fajardo to Hamilton, and Calgary gets an O-lineman to replace Dennis. Bink, bink, bink. I feel like we don't necessarily ever learn our lesson. What do we know about the CFL? Expect the unexpected. Nothing's going to make sense. Like, literally, nothing would surprise me anymore in the Canadian Football League. Do you see this happening by chance? <laughs> well, we never talked about this, you know, the three of us in, in our, any of our morning meetings. But I no. saw Lee tweeted that, three-way trade. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I started wondering, like, who is he talking to? And might he be onto something? Because we know Lee's got a lot of contacts. And I start wondering if there's any, you know, if there's smoke here. You know, because where there's smoke, there's, there's often fire. But it does make sense. 
you know, you look at everybody needs to fill a need, right? Calgary needs an alignment. Saskatchewan wants a change, potentially a QB. Hamilton wants a change. Well, just let's just shuffle the deck. Everybody's happy. I could see it. And, you know, if you're Calgary at this point, you know, we talked about the, the issue. And same with BC when they were looking at a quarterback to replace Nathan Rourke before they got Vernon Adams. You don't want to trade in the division. But when you look at Saskatchewan, they're not really in the division anymore, right? Their path to the playoffs is through the crossover. So when you're trading Bo Levi to Saskatchewan, it's not to trade against somebody you're going to have to beat in the playoffs. The only time you would potentially now meet them is in the Grey Cup. So I think that takes away a little bit of the risk. Yeah, well, and Michael Hellman, we've got some new viewers chiming. And Michael Hellman says, I know Taylor Cornelius signed an extension with Edmonton. What are the chances that Bo plays for Edmonton next year? Very possible, but I want to say this. I see this in the NFL, somewhat in the NHL. When your season's done and you're out of it, even though other teams are still playing, you want to start that hype engine. You want to start talking about next year. Edmonton, if they lose this week, they're out. You know, they're officially eliminated, so they need to start talking about next year. Because I kind of sit here and go, why are we talking about this? The most important games are left to be played. Uh, One of our former sponsors wrote in yesterday. I won't name him, but he said, it's not going to matter because all of the rider management's going to be gone this offseason. They're going to be replaced, so it's useless to talk about who the new people are going to bring in. And I said, yeah, what should we talk about then? He's like, good point. (laughs) Leave the fake news and drama to us. Um, Todd Pinkney says, Hurricane Rod. Uh, John Ohm. By the way, I'm looking for my gong. I dropped it here on the floor. John Ohms says, Rod is on fire. Great conversation. Stephen in North Dakota says, Rod is thunderstruck by Ian the Hurricane. His lightning bolts are high voltage. That's from uh, Ian and, or sorry, from Stephen in North Dakota. I'll say this, by the way. People laugh and say, what do the listeners in Atlantic care about the CFL stuff or even South Florida? What they're saying to me? What I'm getting in the mail from the viewers is, we have no idea what you're talking about. But it's so damn entertaining, I can't turn it off. And that is the, that's the secret sauce right there. Um, moving on quickly here, just to get some points. Point five, speaking of Hurricane Ian, I said we were going to talk about it. Three Sunshine State Universities took steps on Tuesday to salvage home football games as Hurricane Ian approached. Florida moved its game against Eastern Washington from Saturday to Sunday. Central Florida did the same with its game against SMU. South Florida relocated its Saturday game against East Carolina from Tampa Bay to Boca Raton. That's, again, just down the road from me. The NFL's Tampa Bay Buccaneers relocated their football ops to the Miami area Tuesday in preparation for Sunday night's game against the Bucs. Uh, sorry, against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Buccaneers were expected to practice at the Dolphins facility in Miami Gardens beginning today. Uh, and the Dolphins play at Cincinnati on Thursday night. They changed their travel plans for today. They're just going to leave a couple hours earlier. Coming up later on in hour two, our Rondé Gadsden will join us from the Dolphins broadcast crew, their 15th all-time leading receiver. We'll talk more about this. Point six, I've got to get this in because the fans said, don't stop talking about junior hockey and why would I? I love it so much. It's in my DNA. The viewer yesterday in Oregon was upset that he can't go watch Connor Bedard play in Portland this year. And I just wonder, is this coming back to bite them? Because I was in the league way back when, when the owners stopped the full interlocking. We used to play the BC division, the U.S. division every year. We loved it. It's 21 days on the road, but that stopped. 
because those U.S. owners didn't want us in their buildings because they're like, we'd rather play Tri-City down here 14 times in Portland because we'll get a bigger crowd than have you come in with the Regina Pats or the Moose Jaw Warriors because our fans don't even know what a Moose Jaw is. And now I feel like it's biting them in the ass. So do you think the WHL owners should regret that because Connor Bedard would fill the building? Or is it just a one-off, it's a generational thing, and they don't regret that decision to not have full interlocking? You've got a minute. Unfortunately, I, I, I think it's just a one-off. I think it's a generational thing. I think they'd all wish this year that they could have it because it would sell at all the buildings. But, you know, for every other year, I think they're happy because you're right. There's not the rivalry side of it. It would be nice to see every team in the building because you don't want to like what happens if you got to play Regina in a WHL championship, right? But it is a cost thing too, right? It costs a lot of money to make that road trip every year. And we've seen revenues for these teams going down, attendance going the wrong way. So I do think overall they're probably okay with it. But these fans, you know, would love to be treated to Connor Bedard. Uh, it's a good point. And it is a money thing in business. Just to say it's just business. Uh, certainly allows you to wipe your hands of a lot of things. Wow. But sometimes what's right is what's right. And uh, we'll talk about that more in an hour, too. Lots of questions coming in, but we've got to let you go. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. Justin Dunk next. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. the number to text us, 902-518-3033. Jeff Caldwell in Oregon says, my bags are packed for the nine-hour drive to Kelowna. That's to go watch Connor Bedard. Well, how bad do you want to see him? Ryan Thomas in Regina says, John Massey's right, Rod. Even your explanation makes no sense. Just like saying the Pats have to trade Connor Bedard, maybe come back to Regina and watch the Pats before saying they have no chance to compete this year. Ryan, chill, brother. Chill. It ain't going to happen. And I hope you can follow along with what I'm saying. Flames are the best team now. Orders will win the division. A lot of things going to happen in between, just like what's going to happen between now and the WHL trade deadline. So don't get your panties in a bunch. And for the CFL fans, let's bring in Justin Dunk now. Let's bring in Justin Dunk. Boy, I tell you what, JD, I don't know about you, but the Jake Mayer contract extension set forth a real to me a domino effect on my phone man with the trade deadline coming up in a week what are you seeing what are you hearing i don't necessarily think that Levi mitchell gets moved unless it's for a package that john hoffnagel and dave dickinson just can't say no to and this mayor contract extension was coming it had been talked about for a little while there in calgary became obvious when he started a bunch of games and mitchell had went to the bench and really Taylor Cornelius and the deal that he signed with the Elks set the table for Mayor to actually get more money out of old man Huffnagel there who doesn't like to get off his wallet too often. So that's what got the deal done. But I think the entire time, Mitchell's question in terms of where he was going to play in 2023 was always open and still is. But now that it's finalized, it seems to have taken on a life of its own. Uh, well, yes, but I mean, I'm following what Danny Austin's saying on Twitter. He covers the Stampeders for the Calgary Sun. He's like, 
you know, what do you say? A few weeks ago, I would have said there's no way Bo's being moved. But after today, I'm starting to think it could happen. I think the question is here, what does Bo do? I guess if you're saying he's not going to get moved this year, is he going to retire? Is he going to be playing next year? I can't see this guy riding off into the sunset now, the way this is ending. And unless you know something, I don't. No, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he can still play at a high level, and he's an ultimate competitor. So I think he's going to want to play for at least a little while longer, and people will talk about, well, yeah, he could go on the TSN broadcast panel, and why doesn't he just do that now? But that's always going to be there for him. So no matter when he hangs him up, he can do that. And I think he wants to go show the Stampeders that, hey, I can still play at a high level and potentially come back into your house and your division and beat you guys and lead a team to a Grey Cup. So I do believe Bo Levi Mitchell will be playing football in the CFL somewhere other than Calgary in 2023. What do you think the chances are that it is Saskatchewan? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Roddy. I went on our good friend Tim McAuliffe's show, Tim and Friends on Sportsnet on Friday. And after that Taylor Cornelius contract was done, I started to list off the landing spots that I had heard for Mitchell. And you got to cross Edmonton off the list, all right? Mitchell doesn't necessarily want to go play for Chris Jones, and they're giving Cornelius around $400,000 in hard money. That essentially makes him the starter next year in Edmonton, barring an unforeseen change or a trade. So there might be a little chance there, but I doubt Mitchell's going to Edmonton. The top contender to me, talking to people around the league, canvassing coaches and general managers and scouts, is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, that can be changed by how Cody Fajardo plays in the final four weeks of the season, but the Rough Riders had mild interest in Mitchell back in 2019 when he was a free agent, ultimately decided to return to Calgary and sign that multi-million dollar contract extension with the Stampeders. But you look at the Rough Riders. Currently, Assistant General Manager Kyle Carson is there. He came up in the Stampeders program as part of that organization, knows Bo Levi Mitchell well. And depending what happens with the coaching staff there in Saskatchewan, there could be other pieces that entice Mitchell to end up with the Rough Riders in terms of being familiar with the coaching staff that ultimately takes over that team in 2023. So you look at the other possibilities, and they really re reside in the East Division. Zach Claros, yes, is a free agent in Winnipeg, but the Blue Bombers are going to want to re-sign him. And if that doesn't necessarily happen, I think he follows Mike O'Shea wherever he potentially goes. So the Toronto Argonauts are a real possibility for Mitchell. He has that relationship with Ryan Dinwiddie. But Mitchell is smart, Roddy. You know this. He knows that if he goes to a market like Toronto, he becomes a nobody. Even though he's a big name in the CFL, he'll get lost in that market. So I think when we look at this, we have to consider that Mitchell's a really smart guy. And he understands, and you would know this very well, that if he goes to Saskatchewan, that there's much more money to be made off the field. And if he led that team to a Grey Cup, he would be a legend in two of the best CFL cities in the country, Calgary and Saskatchewan. Okay, well, I'm not quite done on that. I'd remind me to ask you about Hamilton and Dane Evans. The guy takes them to two Grey Cups. He wins the battle over Jeremiah Masoli to be the number one guy. And now it looks like his days are numbered there. But just Back to the bowl thing for a second. I, people, people lighting me up a month ago saying he's not going anywhere. He's staying in Calgary. And now this, whether it's this year or next, he's gone no matter what. He's 32. Cody Fajardo's 30. Like, where's Fajardo fit into all of this, Justin? Let's be honest. 
That's the major question mark left to be answered in the final four games of the season. But let's say Fajardo gets the Rough Riders in the playoffs and maybe they win the West semifinal somehow, or they win an East semifinal and lose in the East final. Okay. I don't necessarily see that happening, but even if it does, and you're sitting there and whatever regime is in charge of the Rough Riders at the time, do you decide to re-sign Fajardo or do you go get a guy that's a two-time Grey Cup champion, two-time MOP, commands respect the instant he walks into the room and brings a championship culture to your organization, not just the locker room, but the organization. That's no shot at Fajardo, but he hasn't proven that he can do it yet. And we should still say there is that opportunity for Fajardo to do it this season. So if Fajardo leads the Rough Riders to a Grey Cup, and there's probably no chance that Bolivar Mitchell ends up in Saskatchewan. But these are factors that are going to be looked at based on what plays out here in the final part of the CFL season. So do you expect anything quarterback or otherwise leading up to or on the trade deadline on October 5th? It never really gets going until the deadline in terms of some of these moves. Some teams like to be proactive. We've seen in the last year, especially, or a couple seasons before that, maybe make some trades before the deadline. But as we get closer to it, keep it locked to 3 nationcom because we'll have the latest on that front. You know, other than Mitchell at the quarterback position, it's hard to see a potential QB getting traded unless an injury happens this week. All right. Hey, lastly, you're in the booth with our guy, Darren DuPont. Not always the same game, but you're calling Canada West games. What's your schedule this weekend? I'm with DuPont in Regina. I'll be flying out on Friday, bringing my nephew Liam with me to experience his first TV broadcast. We've got the cardigans going, so the boys will be looking sharp. All right. Sounds good. And it, Bison's at Sask this weekend, right? That's right. Friday night. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Saturday afternoon at Liable Field. Come out and check it out, man. The Alberta Golden Bears at the Rams. Eli Hetlinger is a great young quarterback for the University of Alberta going against the Regina Rams, who are now, in my mind, cementing themselves as the legitimate competitor in the Canada West to Saskatchewan and are nationally ranked and should stay in those rankings all season long. I believe they're in at six again, and that's right around where I had them on my ballot so this rams team very intriguing has a bunch of cfl prospects on it some draftees as well Ryder varga one of their inside linebackers was a pick of the bc lions last year anthony bennett has been doing damage off the edge has five sacks in four games for the rams so he's been a terror bennett stusick had a couple touchdowns last week from young quarterback noah pelche so it's a very intriguing group that head coach mark mcconkey has put together justin thanks for this man have a great week travel safe You bet, Roddy. Thanks, buddy. Three Down Nations, Justin Duncan from Canada West TV. Sports update coming up and viewer takeover on the way. Dolphins great are Rondé Gadsden. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. It is the final segment of Hour One, and we're going to get into a sports update and then maybe some comments from our viewers, but people are testy, testy today on various things. Yeah, the Connor Bedard potential trade. My contention, the Flames are the best team in the NHL. What? Why? Why is this hitting a nerve with you people? Maybe investigate that. uh, Sports update, Pacific FC. From the Canadian Premier League, ended a five-match winless skid with a 2-0 victory over the Halifax Wanderers at Wanderers Grounds on Tuesday night. With the loss, Halifax, as well as York United, are now eliminated from playoff contention. Think about that. Soccer team from Victoria, B.C., all the way to Halifax. That is a big road trip. New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge is set to try again tonight to make home run history at Rogers Center. He has 60 home runs, just shy of the American League record of 61 set by Roger Maris. Judge and the Yankees take on the Blue Jays in the final game of their three-game series tonight. The Yankees clinched the pennant last night. Toronto sending Mitch White to the mound against the Yankees' Garrett Cole. This sounds like a doozy. How about this one? The federal government is advising Canadians playing in Russia's Continental Hockey League to get out of the country. There are 48 Canadians currently playing in the KHL. Global Affairs Canada first issued an advisory for Canadians to avoid travel to Russia and Belarus on February 24th when the Russian invasion of Ukraine began. The agency says its ability to provide consular services in Russia may become extremely limited. This is an interesting story, and I would suggest you look this up. It's deeper than just what I read here. Again, the Canadian government advising players, Canadian players, in Russia, and the KHL to get out of there. Agent Rich Winter, I read this story this morning. Agent Rich Winter, who I know, he's not a friend of mine or anything, but I've met him. He's like, our players have the right to make a living wherever they want. They need to provide for their families. And this is an, this is an interesting story. On one hand, if you were Theron Fleury, you would say, here's the Canadian government again, trying to control the people. And on the other hand, here's the government saying, Guys, we can't speak for if things break down there that we can get you out. So I think they've made it clear, the Canadian government, you guys should come home, but the players are like, no, we're good. (laughs) I hope this doesn't end up in a don't say we didn't warn you situation. Anyways, this sports update for Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient. When you're on the go. And like I say, I advise people to back up from the ledge. If me picking the Calgary Flames to be number one in the NHL going into the season has you unhinged, maybe take a few breaths and look in the mirror. From the viewers on the text line, Larry in Medicine Hat says, Today is the 50th anniversary of Paul Henderson's goal 
can't help but think God was in that summit series as well as Henderson's life. God's in everybody's life, Larry, you know that. But yes, it was a great day, and thank you for pointing that out. Todd in Red Deer writes in, and he says, It amazes me when you say people tune in for hockey, CFL, or whatever news. I tune in because I never know what the hell we're talking about. Keep up. <laughs> Last minute of play in hour one. Todd says, keep up the great work, RP show. Ryan Chevrier on the 902 line says, I definitely hope we get Bo Levi Mitchell. Signed, Ryan from Regina, Sask. Phil in Dauphin, Manitoba says, it's hump day. My answer for the poll question, which is, which is Canada's game of the week, he says, is the Battle of the Prairies or Banjo Bowl 2. Both teams coming off losses. One team's battling for a playoff spot, and the other's trying to prove that they're the baddest dog in the yard. Yeah, we got an hour to talk about that. I predict it's going to be spicy. Big uh, guest, too. One of the biggest we've ever had coming up in hour two, Aronde Gadsden, the man who caught Dan Marino's last ever touchdown pass in the NFL, will be with us. And hopefully we're still here. Stick around after this break, everybody. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.